You're listening to the SS Experience on SMG. Running my mouth for no reason. Morgan Harper is uh, joining the show on the SS Experience. As always, Booty Vegas, Kalia, uh, Sea Dog of Carolina Boy Sports is on the uh, show with us today. And Shakira, voice of the network. So, Morgan, I just want you to just talk your junk because, like, when I seen this, I don't know if I seen it on CNN first or I seen you repost what CNN posted, but I was like, oh, wow. Like, Morgan Harper's really out there, you know what I'm saying? Like, sniper ganging of uh, big corporations and all of that. Like, like this is like a, we actually got, like, somebody we can actually talk to to really, you know what I'm saying, that's actually popping in these streets, that's actually doing something. So we want to give you your flowers. And um, what happened with Ticketmaster? Why was Ticketmaster on your radar? And um, why did you have to get him up through? So, well, one, thank you. I appreciate it. Always nice to get some flowers. <laughs> um, well, so I'll say, I mean, I work for this think tank that's based in Washington. That's my day job. And we focus on breaking up monopolies, more or less. And, you know, our whole theory of what's going on with a lot of inequality and social issues that we see on the ground every day is that we've had this tremendous concentration of economic power in our country over the past 40 years or so, at least. Uh, and, and then that has also translated into the disruption and really corruption of our politics, because as you have like just a few large corporations that control everything, every market area, they're also able to buy off politicians. So we have to break up these monopolies to get economic freedom and truly have a democracy. OK, so anyway, so one of those monopolies that we were looking at was this Ticketmaster thing. And, I, you know, over the summer, I started to see people just organically on Twitter complaining about Ticketmaster, which I thought was kind of interesting. A lot of the monopolies we're talking about, you know, it's a little bit uh, sometimes hard to understand just what's going on with like Facebook, Amazon, you know, big tech, all that. But everybody knows Ticketmaster. Everybody's trying to go online and get a ticket for something. And so to see people organically just posting I hate Ticketmaster. I was like, well, that's interesting. And then we decided, all right, well, let's see if we can make a little bit of a campaign about this because we knew that the reason why Live Nation Ticketmaster, because that's one company, really sucks is because they are huge. They merged in 2010. The government let them do that despite everybody telling them it was going to be a disaster. And we need to educate the public so that they don't just complain about Ticketmaster, but they actually understand the part of the government that can do something to break them up. I love it. That was a lot. So, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was. It was. I was trying to, I was trying to like slowly figure out, you know what I'm saying, what would be my next question after that, you know what I mean? But um, Taylor Swift, it was a lot of her fans, right? Because I think that's how I kind of got like the backstory of it. So it was like a lot of the Swifties, um, as they like to call themselves, was the ones who was out there like, hey, like, like what, like, I haven't bought a ticket in a while. I'm not even going to lie to you. Normally I can get my ticket from a guy. I know a guy. You know what I'm saying? So long as well, I that's good guy, that you I'm can right. still find a guy because a lot of places you can't even find a guy anymore because it's online platforms that have become the guy. <laughs> right. Well it's, a, mm-hmm. well, it's been a while since I went. That's my point. I've been, it's been a while since I went. So if I can't, it's been since like 1999. Man, now, yeah, about, about that actually. Janet Jackson's tour, yeah. Now, oh, okay. Now, now the other thing is me being in in the DC area, and probably everybody heard this. The Beyonce tickets, uh, our tour was announced. And it's a very, I'm beginning to think you were so effective, Morgan, that Beyonce has a sophisticated way now. There's three different channels and places where you can go get Beyonce tickets for the tour because they do not want Ticketmaster to have the monopoly. Are you you familiar with that yet? Have you heard about this yet? 
So, so that's interesting. Okay. So yeah, let me, let me back up and just say with the Taylor Swift, how that factored into all this. So we launched our campaign in October of 2022. So just a couple of months ago, and then pretty much a couple weeks after that is when Taylor Swift announced she's doing this tour. It's a live nation tour and you're going to be going on Ticketmaster, get tickets. And then that's when everything, you know, shit kind of hit the fan because you had millions of people through this pre-sale and all the verified fan thing that was trying to get access to these tickets ahead of time. And that's what took our campaign, which, you know, admittedly on the first day we got a few, our ask was, Hey, go onto our website, breakupticketmaster.com, send a letter to the department of justice telling them you want to break up this monopoly. We had like 5,000 people who did that on the first day, which was a pretty big, uh, yeah, pretty big engagement for just this little campaign. Our think tank's very small, you know, it's only 20 people, but we have a, a, a coalition of organizations. But then the Taylor Swift thing happened and then you just see the numbers ticking up. And that's where we got into the like tens of thousands of people who were sending letters saying, yeah, I want to break up Ticketmaster. And that was one of the most exciting things to us is, like I said, it wasn't just people. And I think without our campaign, it would have just been people saying, I hate Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster sucks. I can't get my ticket. I can't see Taylor Swift, all this. But instead you had the Swifty nation that was combining that hatred of Ticketmaster with a direct target. DOJ, right. Department of Justice, do something about it, do your job. And that that's golden because then you have a, an educated public that understands what the government should be doing. And that's what's going get to get us out of this mess that we've made where we have monopolies all over our economy. So with Beyonce, so the first thing I looked when I saw, I was excited to see, because I do love Renaissance, that the tour is happening, although I don't know if I'm going to be able to afford to go and it's not coming to Ohio, it doesn't look like. Um, I was like, is this going to be a Live Nation tour? Because see, they're a monopoly, not just because of Ticketmaster that controls the ticketing. It's because Live Nation controls venues. They own venues directly. Yep. And they also are concert promoters where they are running the tours that artists are doing. And so, in fact, the Taylor Swift tour was is managed by AEG, which is another company in the live event space. But it doesn't matter because regardless of what the promoter is, if you're trying to go to the biggest venues in the country, those are Live Nation-owned venues. And if you're going to a Live Nation-owned venue, you're most likely having to use Ticketmaster as your ticketing service. So anyway, the first thing I'd love for is like, okay, is is uh, Beyonce's tour going to be Live Nation? And if you go to the website, you will see the Live Nation logo in there. And so then that, you can start to trace this, the cities that she's going to, most likely, I haven't done this full analysis, but most likely are going to be Live Nation-owned venues. And then they are, they're doing this staggering. So it does seem like they've adjusted the um, the staggering of like which groups are going to have access to tickets at right. which time a little bit from what it was with Taylor Swift, but it's still very similar. So it'll be interesting to see Monday is when they go live, uh, whether or not things go well. I'd have to believe if they're doing it, then they probably don't think they're going to have another Taylor Swift fiasco, but right. uh, but we'll see. We'll see. So I guess, I, so I guess my, my bad, and I'm going to jump in with this one. Yeah. Are you surprised that more artists did not jump on to the Ticketmaster thing, or you think it, to them it just don't matter, they just want the money? Because I'm kind of surprised that artists did not leave, leave this charge a little bit before y'all jumped in on this. Well, I wasn't surprised by that. We weren't surprised by that because, so, you know, we have some artist groups that are in our coalition, Artist Rights Alliance, uh, Future Music Coalition includes some artist groups, some uh, Musician Workers Alliance as well. And they had pretty much told us artists are 
terrified of getting on the wrong side of Live Nation. Because now with what's happened in the music industry where you make so little money off of streaming, I mean, they're making pennies on the dollar every time one of their songs gets streamed. It's ridiculous. And so the way you make your money, especially if you're one of these global stars like Taylor Swift, like Beyonce, is touring. And if you're trying to tour and make big money, then you better be working with Live Nation. So we knew from Jump that we weren't going to get a lot of artists that would be willing to speak out. Even Taylor Swift, you know, the statement she put out after the, the ticket sale was just you know totally botched. She was as critical as you would see someone of her stature being of Live Nation. She kind of said, you know, this isn't what we agreed to. I'm paraphrasing, but something more like that. She didn't come out and say... Live Nation Ticketmaster is bad, but she was critical a little bit. That's about as far as any major artist is going to go. Uh, for the most part, they they just they don't they can't afford to really be more outspoken. Uh, but that's where you know the hearing, the Senate Judiciary hearing that happened last week. It was such a big deal that they featured this band that I personally had never heard of, but Lawrence the band. You know, it's kind of more of this like I don't know what you'd call it. Indeed pop. I have no yeah. idea, but I never heard of them. Uh, but, you know, I really applaud that they were willing to participate in this hearing and, as artists and speak out and say, we are being abused by Live Nation Ticketmaster here. We can barely make money based off of, you know, the music that we're producing. And so, uh, but yeah, but we weren't surprised that more artists weren't willing to say anything Maybe that'll change. Pearl Jam tried to do this in the 90s. If you remember Pearl Jam, they tried oh, to actually... Yeah, they tried to only go to non-Live Nation owned venues and then eventually it just became infeasible. You know, it's like they had they just had to play play the game. Right. So Live Nation don't own stadiums. They just own concert halls, right? Well, they own they own arenas. Yeah. They, they own, own arenas and they own then yeah. they own some concert specific venues. Yeah. But they don't own foot but they don't own football stadiums. No, they don't. But I will tell you what they do have a monopoly on. Um, amphitheaters. That you know, I mean, there are yeah, a lot yeah, of live nation yeah. amphitheaters where they run them. Now, the, the interesting thing is because I work with Earth Wind and Fire. Um mm. uh I worked with them early 2000. It was a clear channel model. The model was clear channel because clear channel had radio stations, they had amphitheaters, they had everything, they had tours, and everything. I remember working with Earth Wind and Fire, there were a set of rules for Clear channel venues, clear channel radio stations, everything went through clear channels. And then Live Nation pretty much became the urban. They kind of started as the urban knockoff, and they have taken their model. So the model had always been there with clear channel only the radio stations, which is now where uh, iHeart is. That's basically what it is now. Um, but um, they went out and got a lot of the amphitheater. So Live mm-hmm. Nation has a heavy monopoly on them summer uh, uh, ample theater venues where they may hold five to ten thousand. They have a strong monopoly on that, so that is what they do own. But that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. In Beyonce's case, she does way more than that. Yeah, you know but like, like Beyonce, like Beyonce's doing football stadium. That's why I was trying to go to the schedule real quick, just kind of like sports a little bit. Like, okay, well, where Beyonce going to be? Which city she's going to be politicking? And how far do we have to drive? Because Morgan did remind us that she's not coming to Ohio, which sucks. We need to do well. Better. Let me tell you this, though. Think- let, me, let me tell you this, Henny, because this came out yesterday. Little Wayne is going on tour. Yeah, he's I don't know out. if you know this. He's coming to Cleveland. Yeah, but, oh. but he's doing small arenas and amphitheaters. He's not doing stadiums and what Beyonce's doing. One hundred percent. I don't. I don't think. I don't. Do you think Wayne can 
can can pack a stadium? I think, uh, well, let me say this. I think he could pack an arena with somebody else. I think if Wayne and maybe another young Marty Armstrong, definitely. But um, what kind of question was that? We asked, can he pack a stadium? Come on now. I'm sorry. Uh, NFL, exactly. I don't think bro. Of course, he could pack a stadium. Come on now. The yeah. AT&T Center <laughs> holds a hundred thousand. There's a there's gonna be a hundred thousand people coming to Dallas for Little it's Wayne. Weezy, come on. It might not Half be of his fans might not be able to afford the ticket. That's what I'm nah, saying. like, come on now. Like yeah. Little Wayne got all the fans. Like he's a true. He's a legend in the game. You, he's, you he's, should know that. True legend. But the true legend thing about him is. He's doing them smaller Live Nation venues. Right. That's actually smart. Right. Because he's going to yes, get some money. Like, but they have a clear monopoly. And for, you know, I'm sure Morgan knows this. When it comes to the urban game, urban artists, there's mm -hmm. one game in town you play in this Live Nation. Pretty much. You know what I mean? Let, uh, 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 unless you're super indie. But I do think the work that you guys are doing, um, you may not see the benefits of it now, Morgan, but you guys are going to see the real benefits of um, just how this will help artists moving forward because I think it's always good to have an uncomfortable conversation and giving people their freedom. So I think you're doing an amazing job. I think yeah. what you're doing is so necessary. You may not see the fruits of it you know, now, but it's going to really pay off. It's, it's really amazing what you're doing. Well, thank you. And and I mean, that's what's been cool about this is, you know, now we're up to over 100,000 people who have participated in the campaign. So I would say it's it's actually it's a little bit of what we've been doing, but it's more the power of all of us, you know, to to really pressure the government to do the right thing and just getting back to Beyonce's tour. So, you know, how this the monopoly dynamics might play out, because, you know, I think you're right. That um, you know, in some of and for example, some of those stadiums Live Nation doesn't own, but because they're managing the tour, they're striking deals with the venues that they don't own. And if you're now gonna have the Live Nation tour, it's you're gonna be a stop on that tour. Well, then, hey, here's the the best ticketing platform for you to use, Ticketmaster. And you know, Live Nation would say, Oh, but no, and this is exactly what the uh, chair of their board said after the Taylor Swift situation. No, you know, we're not even managing Taylor Swift tour. They could choose any ticketing company. They're just choosing Ticketmaster because we're the best. I don't know if you all have had the opportunity to use SeatGeek or some of these other platforms and their apps, but Ticketmaster has not been the best customer service experience, in my opinion. I think a lot of people would agree with that. And we know what's really going on is that they put a little bit of pressure to say, you want to come, you want to come have our tour, then you better play with our ticketing service as well, Ticketmaster. And that's exactly what, you know, they weren't supposed to be doing when the merger was approved. That's crazy that you mentioned that because I haven't heard about Ticketmaster in a long time. It's crazy. I used to do uh, telemarketing uh, work at Ticketmaster doing customer service. No, I wasn't the shitty agents. I was actually pretty nice. You know what I'm saying? Just to <laughs> let y'all know, I was very customer service friendly. But yeah, nobody's really been using Ticketmaster. So that's when I was kind of thinking like, damn, what did Ticketmaster do? But the whole Live Nation um, intertwine kind of makes sense. Like, oh, okay, damn, Ticketmaster, y'all shouldn't have rolled with them. Yeah, they, so uh, I do got a question. Yeah, go ahead, bro. All right, so is like Ticketmaster like intertwined with like StubHub or something? Because like there's been times when I bought like, actual football tickets, like college per se, that actually made me sign into Ticketmaster. So Ticketmaster and StubHub don't have any connection. Ticketmaster. So here's another part of the the market. So if we if we describe the whole industry that we're talking about as like live events industry, right, which includes music, includes sports, and then you have 
you know, there's the concert promotion and then there'll be, you know, tour management. And then there's the ticketing within ticketing. There's primary ticketing, which is what Ticketmaster really dominates. So that's like, as soon as tickets first go on sale, they'll be put up in the market, the primary ticketing market. But then you have the resale market or what's also called the secondary market. And that's where, you know, the stub hubs are, are playing as well. Vivid Seats is another, another company yeah. that is a secondary ticketing company. So yeah, StubHub, Ticketmaster are actually competitors in the secondary market because Ticketmaster also has its own secondary ticket platform. So that's what's really wild about Ticketmaster is, you know, they could they're putting tickets up for sale in their primary market. Then they are going to put their own tickets that they're controlling on their secondary platform, increase the prices there, add more fees. And so they're they're kind of dipping in every pot uh, within the whole within the whole ticketing and, and live oh, event space. Okay. Damn, well, you made me want to get down with Ticketmaster. Like that was actually a good little <laughs> hustle and play right there. You know what I'm saying? Well, no, because like I said, well, no, because now you're about to get sued by the government. You want to get down with Ticketmaster? <laughs> no, hopefully they get sued by the government. Like, we'll let see. Let me just get like a couple mil real quick, and I'll get. Y'all got it. As long as I got enough money for the uh for the bail and for the lawyer. So um Morgan Harper's with us on the um SS experience. So because of that good work you've done, a lot of my top five lists has been falling off, but I've really worked hard for this, Morgan, because I knew you was oh, gonna wow. be on this show. So oh, I, worked, wow. I worked hard on this. I actually prepared. I and love it. I have my top five organizations I need Morgan Harper to take out. Okay. So starting yeah. it, and these, and these Wait, are I, all respectable. We have some comedy behind it, but it's still serious okay. though. Okay. All right, so number five, the police. Not saying to defund the whole police thing, but if we can break down some of their structures a little bit, you know, I'm not saying that they're a monopoly, but they are organized gang, you know what I'm saying, to say the least. You know what I'm saying? We were talking about uh, Tyree Nichols earlier, but we ain't going to hash that back up. So I want to, I want the police to be broken down, restructured, and, um, redone so yeah kind of like what you did with Ticketmaster and Live Nation separate y'all two and make that thing work number four Apple oh I love <laughs> Apple but those bastards are corrupt yeah. every time you buy a phone the next year the phone starts glitching it starts messing up and they force you to buy a new phone wow. somebody tried to make the comparison with cars can they be like well you well car companies come out every year yeah but when I buy my Chevy I don't have to buy a new Chevy the next year because Chevy Put a chip Recall. in my car and made my and made my car mess up where I have to buy another car. You know what I'm saying? Cars don't do that. Apple does, and I, I love Apple. The devices are great when they're great, but when you make them shit, you really make them obsolete. And um, gotta turn you in and get another phone, and then have to pay the phone company thirty thousand dollars a month. You know what I'm saying? So we need you to help Apple get them up out of there. This okay. guy. Here. Number three, Medicaid and Medicare. Hmm. I, they got to do something. Please do something with that. Healthcare. We all know healthcare is very important. Make them give us more or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Or make them do better. Cause it's at the end of the day, it's not cool when you need something done and then you can't get it done. Cause it's not covered. It need to be like Canada, Canada, you can get anything that you need done, whatever it's straight. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not mad at you for that one, Annie. I'm not mad at you for that one. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. I told you, man, I really thought about this list, man. I really, I really it sounds like you did this. too, but go ahead. Number two on the organizations I need Morgan Harper to take out the NFL. I need you to go get Roger Goodell. 
I need you to go get them because that's a monopoly right there. Like, okay, so when most of those NFL owners bought those teams, they bought those teams for maybe about $700 million. Now, obviously, mm-hmm. yeah, they're now worth like $2 billion. Why can't we all come up with like $900 million, start off an NFL team and, you know what I'm saying, you know, participate or whatever, you know what I'm saying, get, get mm-hmm. something going because you're not going to vote a sin. Byron Allen tried to get the Denver Broncos. We all know Byron Allen, the media, you know, big media guy. We we aspire yeah. to be him one day. He got he's enough, an anti-monopolist. Shout out to him, and he got uh, enough. He got enough bread to buy an NFL team. But you know what? The good old boy network be like, eh, nah, we're gonna take this Walmart money right here, and I ain't I ain't mad at it. But that's that Walmart money. But I'm just saying we should be able to buy a franchise play into the game, you know, build up the value of the franchise. So maybe it can be worth $2 billion, you know, in about 10 some years, you know what I'm saying? But we got to be able to get in. And if they're not going to get in, I need you to take them out. I need you to go at Roger Goodell, DeMora Smith, even though, man, look, I don't like DeMora Smith. Go at him too. Get him. Get him uh, hold on now. The, uh, that is my friend. DC's on. Then I need you to talk to him on the side. But Morgan Harper, I need you to get Roger Goodell up through. Okay. The number one organization that I need Morgan Harper to take out. These are the most corrupt people in the world. I mean, they're so petty. It's like they have information, but they don't want to share information. So they just make it seem like you need to do all of this stuff. And it's like, no, like, why don't you like you do your job? Right. So number one on this list, the IRS, those thieves, those crooks, they just go into your bank account. They just put, they just stop your money just out of the blue. You know what I'm saying? They are a gang within themselves and they just, they, they're the real jack boys. Keep it all the way a hundred. They are the real jack boys. Like I said, they're going into your accounts. They stopping your wages. They putting liens on your homes and stuff like that. All because they have the power to, I need I need them to have a little bit less power than that. Like I know I owe a little bit. You know what else they do, Henny? But let's not. You know what else they do? Call you day and night and mail you letters. They always flow on circulating them W-2s. That's the other thing about them. Okay, I need the W-2s it. to come right after the New Year's. Like, drop them. Stop dropping them. Yeah. Okay, okay. All right, so you so want me to respond yet. to those? Yes, please. Like, let me know okay, if you, uh, okay. know you think of that list. And, um, you got I a response a, for this moment? This is great. I got a response for all of these. Okay, I have a response for most things. So number five was police. Well, First of all, I know the funeral happened today for Tyree Nichols, and I do want to acknowledge and thank you know his family and everything going on in Memphis. Heinous. I don't think there's another word for it. And I agree that there's serious issues within policing that need to be addressed. I um I put out a tweet a couple of days ago because I'm always trying to remind people that, and it's this actually does connect to the monopoly issue a little bit. It's like level playing field, same rules apply to everyone. We break the law. We are held accountable. If police officers break the law, they should also be held accountable and qualified immunity. And just because officers have been dismissed right now doesn't mean that ultimately they will find excessive force in a court of law based on the existing precedent. And so that needs to change. The law needs to change. There's a movement to do that in Ohio and qualified immunity. And uh, and that's something that's important. And also looking at why we involve police in traffic stops. There's certain situations that it's probably just not necessary to have always a um, an armed officer managing and traffic stops might be one where we have the technology to do that without having direct human contact. Uh, number four was Apple, is that right? Yeah. 
Apple. So Apple is one of the big tech companies. So when, you know, when you ever, when you hear people say big tech and, you know, we want to take out big tech, usually referring to Amazon, Facebook, or Meta, you know, because they renamed themselves Meta, um, which includes Instagram, by the way, same company, Facebook, Instagram, all under that umbrella of Meta, um, Google, and then Apple is the fourth in that big tech uh, group. And so Apple's interesting because, you know, so a couple of things. One, there is a there is a movement to try to force Apple to use more universal plugs for their devices, which sounds kind of like a small, silly thing. But as we all know, I also get very annoyed when they update their products and then you're forced to get this new charger and then you can't use the old ones, you know, it's such a waste of money. And they're the only ones that use their kind of charger versus Android and all that. And so, you know, forcing them to open up their systems a little bit so it's more a universal charger would save people a lot of money. But then from a, even from like a business model perspective, you know, the fact that Apple owns the app store, there are a lot of app developers that are very angry about the fact that they can't get their apps out to market except through Google or the app store. And so there's, there've been bills introduced in Congress to uh, make that, a little bit more accessible and, and then make it easier for entrepreneurs, you know, who are developing apps to be able to get their products out there. So that's something hopefully in this new Congress that'll be revisited. There was a bill to do something about that last one that didn't pass, not because of Republicans, by the way, but because of Chuck Schumer, he didn't want to bring those bills to a vote. Who's a Democrat out in New York. And that's where we know that there are problems in both parties, even if sometimes uh, one gets more attention. Anyway, don't get me started on that. Okay, so we went through police, we went through Apple. Medicaid the third, and Medicare, the health, the healthcare. Medicaid and Medicare. So that is an interesting one. I would say, and we might have to have a whole separate episode where we talk about the monopolies when the, within the healthcare system. Uh, Medicare, Medicaid, you know, in some ways, it's great that we have you know, these programs that really do make oh, sure. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, Morgan. So should I, should, so, so, so should that one have been private insurance, met the, the health insurance? Cause that's what I really want to talk about. Not necessarily Medicaid, Medicaid. I would really focus on like the private health insurance that really make it hard or is equally all of them bad. Uh, no, I think the fact that we have, I, so I support Medicare for all. I don't know if you've, you know, if y'all have heard that term before, Bern, but that Bernie is Sanders. Bernie Sanders supports that policy too. A lot of a lot of people support it because it makes sense. It's ridiculous, and we're one of the only developed countries on the planet that makes people have their healthcare tied to their employer. Um, that you're not guaranteed right. to have insurance or coverage. It's ridiculous, and the only way we're going to be able to fully bring costs down and ensure universal coverage is through you know a Medicare for all program. But on the road to getting there. Uh, there are a lot of monopolies in the healthcare system that drive up costs, even for, you know, even though if you're on Medicare or Medicaid, you're not paying uh, all of the costs out of pocket, though, even if you're on Medicare, you end up paying a lot. If you talk to any of the elders in your life, um, there are ways to bring the cost down that the government's paying for those programs too. And that involves taking on the pharmaceutical industry, taking on, you know, there's vertical integration, there are monopolies within healthcare that now you have like CVS. That isn't just the drugstore. They also are connected to an insurance, a private insurance company, and they're controlling what's called a pharmacy benefit manager that determines which drugs are going to be available in the local CVS pharmacy. So 
help, like I said, healthcare, whole other episode, but there is a lot underway to try to dismantle mm-hmm. all the monopolies within healthcare. Second yes, one. Yes, we want, we want all the smoke. I was going to say, I'm in the dental field, so I come across a lot of insurances with with that. So I already know what that has entails with. So it's crazy, right? Yeah, um, a lot of a lot of um, dentists don't accept a certain um, insurances because of those benefits that that you know people have. So yeah, a lot of Medicaid don't do it either. I mean, what hospitals right. and stuff like that? Yeah. It's- it really depends on what the dentist is or whatever you whatever field you're in. I just I'm in dentistry, so I know a lot about when it comes to insurance. So I'm like, yeah, I already know what that entails. So, so have you ever yeah, had to, have you ever had to look at somebody's insurance and be like, uh, this ain't it? No, it's not about that. It's just um, it really depends on your provider and what they are in network with, and what we can do with that. So it just depends on. You know what you're what, what what are you looking for as far as like what what kind of treatment are you trying to get done, and then you have to see if your provider is in network with that, and then you know a lot of patients are unhappy because a lot of providers are not in network with the, what they have, and so mm-hmm. it's like you know they don't get as much coverage. So yeah, mm-hmm. so that's why Morgan they got to go. So um, you ready to go to the NFL? NFL, NFL. I mean, NFL is a cartel. So I wouldn't even, they're not a monopoly, they're a cartel because there's so many of them. But you're right that these owners just had that first mover advantage from being usually old, white, and rich and being able to buy these teams and then nobody else gets to right. gets to play. I Yeah, I have a real love-hate relationship with NFL. I mean, you know, a lot of people in my life love to watch games. I, I was rooting for the Bengals, you know, I'll watch, but it's awful. It's awful what what the players are put through, the mm-hmm. lack of money relatively that they're getting. Just got to flex for the camera just just before it glitches because it's going to glitch soon, but I just had to, I just had to do that. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> look at him was trying that, to get all excited. Was that the Eagles? Right. Unfortunately. unfortunately. <laughs> right. Kansas City. Yeah, I'm, I'm going for Kansas City. Sorry. Sorry. What? <laughs> no, how? Why would I be going for the Eagles? Why wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Why I wouldn't mean, you? I know the Eagles had a, you know, of course, but I, I feel like a lot of people are going for the Eagles, but you know, really, it's it's underdog, it's underdog for us, right? Yeah, yeah it's yeah, underdog. Because, They're yeah, a little closer yeah. to Midwest, sort of. Right yeah. there, you go. There you go. I think it'd be good as long as Mattress Matt doesn't bet. Hey, hold on. Who did he bet on? Uh, nobody yet. I mean, well, he bet oh. a Dallas win and uh, he, Dallas lost. Look, I'm a West Coast girl, so you know my Seattle Seahawks are way out of this league. You know, so I'm 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 cool. You know, I'm not even in this <laughs> conversation. Hey, but, hey, no, but shout out to Seattle though, man. Shout out to the Seahawks, man. They uh they got rid of Russ. Right. You know what I'm saying? Gino okay. did his thing. Gino, Gino, Gino's a Pro Bowl. I mean, we got to get Russ see- is my guy. And, and, they also and, got rid of and Seattle made it to the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? They right, 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 right. Yeah, let's, let's just give Seattle their respect. I mean, I'm not, I'm not that much I of a hater. I appreciate that, but yeah. I am more of a basketball girl, so that's another, that's a whole another show for another day. Now, Morgan, if yeah. that, now, now if there was Cowboy fans or 49ers fans or those type of fans, oh no, nah, my foot would be at their necks. But no, nah, I respect some teams. Even have, yeah. even I have a respect for Kansas City, but I need our second championship. All right, so go ahead with the NFL, Morgan. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so what can, so what can we do with the NFL, man? Like we. How can we get in? Like, can we can we do something where it's like, 
let somebody in. Let somebody in that doesn't have two billion. Let them be the 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 bodega of the NFL. Hmm. <laughs> I don't think there's any way to legally force that, to be honest with you. But you know, I I haven't I haven't thought a lot about that. So I might have to get back to you, but I'm not sure that you could because there's still so many, even though it's hard to get in, how many teams are there in the NFL? What, like 32. 30, 32? So that's still, you know, relatively. Well, yeah. I was about to lot. say 31 owners because Green Bay doesn't have one. But um, so real quick, uh, Morgan, the IRS, you know what I'm saying? I told you though, they're thieves, they're gangsters, they're cartels. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They, let, they, they say that you owe money when it's like, wait a minute, how do I owe money? And it's like, you're going to rob me before I can prove that I don't or do whatever. So- all right. Yeah, man, they're the, they're the biggest gang in in America. Well, second biggest gang in America. They're so, Jack Boys. Yeah. Okay. Here's what we need to do with the IRS because I think the what you what you don't like about the IRS are the IRS's priorities that they're going after people that you know maybe don't necessarily have like big big money and are just getting in the weeds mm-hmm. on dumb shit while all these very rich people are escaping paying taxes at all. That's crazy. And so what we really need is just better leadership at the IRS to go after the people that aren't paying their taxes or have all these loopholes, they need to fix them. And then you would be fine with the enforcement that they're doing. Right. Right. Um, so I don't think it's that you don't like the IRS. I think it's just that you don't like the IRS going after regular people. They need to be going after these rich people that aren't paying their taxes. I mean, I don't want them going after anybody to be honest with you. you know really? I want them to go after people who are, who are making a lot of money and not paying their taxes. Don't you? I don't want them to come after me for not paying my taxes. Okay, but we need to also unpack why you aren't paying your taxes. I think that's the question. That's the elephant in the room is why are you not paying your taxes? Man, look, Uncle Sam, it's hard out here in these streets, man. I ain't got it, man. I be telling I be telling these people I ain't got it. I be telling them people I ain't got it. I be telling them people I ain't got it. Uncle Sam, I ain't got it. I'm sorry. See, that's, you a, that's the kind of same thing, too, for like, you know, for I guess you consider the IRS, for the people who are like hospital bills and crap like that. Yeah. And it's straight up now, like how they used to do it, you know, ambulance stations, you know, they used to take it straight out of the taxes once, you know, if you owe a hospital or ambulance bill, but mm, now, it just yeah, seems like like, now it seems like they're taking it out for hospital bills instead of just ambulance bills now, which is ridiculous. Should I say well, for entertainment purposes before I said I don't pay taxes? Because I think I probably should have did the disclaimer first before <laughs> saying I don't pay taxes. Right. But let's keep yeah. it moving. Let's, let's, let's keep it recording. <laughs> Well, I will say on the medical debt thing, though, so the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, the CFPB, did say to credit reporting companies that you can no longer include medical debt on your credit reports. So that should make it harder for them to be able to go after, uh, you know, any like garnishing any wages or things like that. So that would be weird if that's happening. Uh, But medical debt, you know, like 60% of Americans or something have medical debt. Like right $3,000 on hospital bills or whatever. Yeah, yeah it's like crazy. 80 or 90%. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. And so, yeah, they're trying to get that off credit reports. And then also, you know, you see even now city councils that are using some of the uh, COVID money to just cancel people's medical debt. That's that's a great idea. Do yeah, because I heard I heard people talking about it the other day. It's talking about how like you know just to get all these taxes back, but yet they don't get anything. Do like the state because you know either ambulance bills taking it out or just hospitals because it's in the credit it's gonna snap it out of their account. Well, since right. we're speaking on debt, I mean I'm a college student and I don't know if y'all like had that relief by Biden. You know that whole relief thing. Mm-hmm. I'm still waiting on a response because 
at first they were like, oh yeah, send your application in. And I'm still waiting on a response from what they said, like, oh, you know, are, is, am I really getting a relief or am I not getting a relief? Like, mm-hmm. I haven't heard from them in a minute. So I'm kind of curious about that. I ain't even apply because I heard a lot of people say the same as that thing. I'm like, oh, this is one of those things. No, no, I, I hell yeah, I applied. But shit, anything help with <laughs> because so yeah, anything will help with me. But I'm saying like, I guess I they're still trying to work on it. If I'm not well, so they got now. sued. They got sued uh, for what for saying that the program they're trying to do to cancel debt was illegal. Mm-hmm. And so they, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I mm-hmm. think they're still working out that case because yeah, right. Biden wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. They had the whole thing set up, and then they got these lawsuits saying uh, it's illegal. Right. So right, yeah. So that way, like, okay, you know. So I'm sitting here waiting for a response, and that was like back in you know last year. So when we all apply for the application to do that. So, right. You know, you know one of the reasons why I didn't apply, because I'm like, why can't you just let it all go? Like, wh- like why, right. is it, why is it no, a certain No, in my case, like, I'm going to take anything I can get in my case, because no. I spent so much years and, like, money. Like, I need anything I can get. So hold on, I'm hold on, a, hold on, I'm hold, on hold on. Shakira, are you actually paying your student uh, loans right now? Yeah, I, not, not oh. right now, but I was. Oh, it's on okay, pause, okay. I but I was, yeah. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I, I have I have mine deferred, so I understand exactly what you're saying. So oh, I, yeah, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I, 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 I understand your boat, but from mm-hmm. the bigger picture of it, and this thing is really about to cut off in two minutes, so I want to thank all of y'all for being on. I'm going to try not to let this thought be too long, but why couldn't you just let all the money go? You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's basically invisible money anyway. Like, the Department of Education, okay, whatever. You know what I'm saying? You reset, restart, and then the money will trickle itself mm-hmm. back in once everybody's credit gets right and nobody has, in my case, $100,000 worth of debt, you know what I'm saying, just sitting at the bottom of your credit, even though it's not hurting it, hurting it, but it's like, we know you owe it. So, um, yeah, so I definitely, that's what it is about, and I ain't apply to do it. Because I'm like, if y'all not about to let this whole thing go, I'll get the money. My case, I'm like, anything will help in my in my head. <laughs> anything and, will help. And anybody who's paying their student loans, damn right. Shakira's 100% right. Damn right. Yeah. So, um, Kalia, man, I hate it when you don't say nothing, man. So, like, we only got a minute before this thing cuts off, man. Give me something. Um, shoot. How y'all feel about... Okay, so look, I don't know what happened with Lotto and Ice Spice, but... I didn't really realize that they do honestly look alike. Like, I don't know. Like, I know they got their own little, you know, flow of everything. But I don't know. How do you Lotto and Icebox? Ice? You, you said what? You said Lotto and Icebox look alike? Well, this is I don't definitely- feel like they do. Ooh, this is, I, what, what, this I, I don't disagree on that one because they, they all got their own personal, you know, look to them. Well, this is definitely about to cut off because she just brought up a juicy topic. Y'all can hop back in, you know what I'm saying, if y'all want to continue that because um, that's hilarious. Yeah, I'll hop back in on that. Morgan, if you want to hop in, that's cool. If not, it's always glad to have you on. I'm probably going to hop out, but it's been great seeing you. <laughs> I'll, let, I'll leave that to you. All right, Morgan, talk to you, All talk right. to you next time. All right, take care. Right. Have a good night. Bye. You're listening to the SS Experience on SMG.